This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham. Um, Just looking at the TV during the break here and ESPN showing some of the highlights from the games. We'll have the full full Week 7 recap for you at 4 o'clock. Week 7 recap with, with Mike and I instead of Kyle and I. Uh, on this Monday morning. Mike, are you prepared for the Week 7 recap this week? No, you should call Kyle. I slept all day in preparation for the shift. Um, yeah, I just I, I know that's... I'm told that's what you got to do. Yeah, um, but you, you, you'll be able to contribute something, right? You read some recaps for, from the games and, and such. Um, but I, I just don't lean on me too much. Right. <laughs> just seeing the highlights of one of the games. Man, the Patriots are bad. We finally yeah. gotten to the point they're bad. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I guess those first two games were were a fluke, um, especially that Seattle game. Like, I I was ready to to just say like I I got the Cam Newton thing wrong and just saw it wrong. But right. he's now exactly what I imagined. There was one throw where it was like a five yard uh, button hook to the outside where he loaded up and gave all he had into the throw, and he just threw it into the ground, and it was like. His his shoulder, I just think, is shot. Yeah. I really do. I agree. And it's a shame because I think Cam is, for his generation, one of the most underrated players over the last decade. Uh, like yeah, Pretty properly rated. Like you, I don't you, know. You I, got the MVP. A lot of people call him a loser and, and things like that. I, I disagree. Scam I, Newton. Right. He Yeah, Howard hates Cam. But he had he had Carolina a yearly, um, a perennial competitor for, for years, and they weren't always the best team. And he probably kept Riverboat Ron his job for years, um, but it's 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 sad when you see a guy like that uh, nearing the end of his time, and then on the other end of it, yeah, the guy who just left New England, and he looks like he's going to play forever, and all of a sudden the Bucks are uh, one of the most potent teams in the league, and oh yeah, they're getting Antonio Brown, so. We'll have more in the recap, but Bucks look good. I was wrong on the Bucks. I think. Well, then how about Belichick has to look across the sideline and he he loses by thirty to Garoppolo, right? Who who Brady made him trade essentially. <laughs> right. So yeah, <laughs> Belichick's got to be pretty frustrated right now. He's handling it okay, um, but he's got to be frustrated. But we'll get to all that in the week seven recap. But right now, and, and we'll get to Mike in South Philly in one second here. But I've had something that's been eating at me for what six days now since last Tuesday morning, where it was around 4.30 in the morning. We talked to a gentleman named Walt. It was actually, it was like 4.20. Okay, no, uh, great. Um, but 
uh, Walt called, and he was alluding to something with Eagles injuries and some sort of conspiracy theory, but he wouldn't say what he, he meant. And I was trying to get Walt to just say what exactly he was trying to get at here. And it's been eating at me. And I want to replay this phone call. It's about two minutes long. And if you're out there, just try to, you know, think about what you believe Walt was alluding to here. And we'll take your guesses and theories. And if Walt, Walt, if you're listening, please call and speak your mind. I want to speak to an unfiltered Walt the next time that you call the show. But here was... um. Walt, last Tuesday morning, uh, calling this show. What's up, Walt? Healthy or hurt, the Eagles have to show up on that field. I read an article two years ago in the Enquirer, and I don't want to comment anymore. Now, Thursday... Well, Walt, why, why don't you want to comment on the article? Is it controversial? Well, I read the article that uh, they have to play football. I don't care how injured they are. They have to show up, and they... And even if they're not ready to play, they have to play. Yeah. Well, so, well, so but, but what did the article, the article just said they are obligated to play? Absolutely. I read that in the Enquirer two years ago. Well, what, what did you expect to read, though? What, what, the, the I expect to read if somebody's hurt, then you, you take them out and you get them well before you put them back in. Right. That, that's, what they, that's why guys miss games. But uh, All right. I think the medical staff is compromised. I don't think they can do what they really want to do. What do you What, what do you mean by that? What, I, what do you think they want to do? Uh, they have to do. They want to keep the players on the field. I don't want to go any further than that because that's not what I really wanted to call about. Well, well you just I, I just I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what you mean here, Walt. You're making some well, I'm not broad statements insinuating. You're insinuating there are like sinister motives or something here. I don't know. I better be careful. There's no I've need to be careful, Walt. You're good, buddy. I've been a Eagles fan since Tommy McDonald, okay? Yeah. So I think I have a right. All right. But, 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 uh, but what, what, is it, what, what are you saying, Walt? You what can do you just say do? it. Get me assassinated? I'm just me. Well, well, yeah, Walt, you're not saying anything controversial. Just say, just say what you mean. I think they're under duress. From certain people to keep that team on the field, whether they're hurt or healthy, they have to play. Okay, yeah, the I, I, players, the players can't say anything. They want their jobs. That's just my opinion. So that was the call from Walt, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly he meant. And if anybody can track down this Inquirer article from two years ago, Mike, have you researched? Have you tried to find? The article that Walt was alluding to regarding some kind of conspiracy theory with Eagles injuries? No, I'm just kind of hoping Walt can just kind of point us, us in the right better. direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's been, it's been, this has been nagging me. It's been nagging me all week. I haven't been able to shake the call. So let's talk this through. Who do you think could have uh, been the writer of this piece? Who does this feel like? I don't know. I can't even, is it, is I can't even venture to special? guess. Um, I don't think it's Les Bellin. Let's rule him out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, McLean usually has these articles that the organization isn't too pleased with, so maybe. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, but I, if anybody has a theory on what Walt was, was getting at, I'd like to hear it because I'm, trying to, I'm still trying to figure it out. 
And you could hear during the call, I was stuttering. I was, I was, I was all, you know, messed up by Walt. I, I didn't know how to handle the call. I was just uh, intrigued. And I, I, I don't know where he's going. He's just, he's just Walt. <laughs> I'm just me. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that, was that Joe to camera? No, it's Doug Peterson. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounded like the camera's voice. I don't know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, to answer, yeah. Well, uh, yes. Um, there you go. That's the way I sounded during Walt's call. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, uh, let's go to Mike in South Philly. What's up, Mike? How's it going, Tom? Not bad, man. What's going on? I think you need to get Edward Snowden on the show. Did, he, did, might, he might have some insight into this. It might be some deep state CIA NSA type of thing. Mike, what did you think? Because Walt was obviously like concerned for his safety. Yeah. Did he say he doesn't want to get assassinated? He did say that. Yeah. He he was worried that he was. Uh, breaking some sort of story or bringing it to our attention that the Eagles medical staff has some kind of motives. I don't know. I was confused, but it's got me very interested. Yeah. It has me wondering about all the injuries now, right? You know, maybe, you know, we're trying to accomplish something. Maybe somehow this is, you know, this is government conspiracy related. Maybe, you know, somebody high up in the government has a bet, a major monetary bet on another team. And they're secretly finding a ways to get Eagles players injured. Mike, I can't. I don't think we can rule anything out as far as what Walt was alluding to because I, I, I was trying to to get a grasp on it and I really couldn't. All the things I've thought of, I, I just I can't figure out where he's going with that. By the way, Walt, if you're out there, please call back so we know you're not assassinated. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're worried uh, about your safety. Walt. Yeah, we just got to got to keep keep in touch. Um, yeah, I don't look. I, I'm not going to rain on your. I don't like to rain on people's parade, but you know, for like literally. What did they? What did they score at the end with? Like forty seconds left, was it, or was it twenty six seconds? It maybe it been twenty six seconds. It was like forty seconds. Yeah. So, for fifty nine minutes and twenty seconds, the Eagles sucked, and then they scored the touchdown with forty seconds left, and they took the lead. You know. Now look, I, I get it. You know, wins are all that matters and all that stuff. But like, if one thing went the other way, the sentiment would be completely different. Now they won, and you give them credit for finding a way to win. But in my opinion, just because they happened to complete that catch doesn't change the quality of the football team. It's still the, the team that we saw for like 99.9% of the rest of that game that struggled mightily to beat a horrendous Giants team, um, an Eagles team that makes mistakes across the board, you know, that is inconsistent. Look, I feel like I could say this because I've been a Wentz uh, supporter all throughout, and I never once uh, wavered or turned on them. But, um, you know, you can't keep living off fourth-quarter comebacks all the time. Agreed. Uh, you know, if that was against a, a quality team, you, you, you would have gotten blown out and you wouldn't have had a chance to come back. Like, you know, he, he's got to be more consistent. It can't just show up in the fourth quarter. And I'm sorry, but these unforced uh, errors, these – just horrible interceptions where he decides to try to be Superman. Can't do that. And, um, and, ju- and I'm not going to say, like, some, I heard some people say he had a great game. He did not have a great game. He had a great fourth quarter. He willed them to win. But to me, a great game is playing a consistent four quarters of football. He was dreadful for stretch, dreadful for stretches in that game. No, I agree, Mike. And that is a concern moving forward. Wentz has to clean that up. And, um, I, I I think in as a whole the other night I didn't think it was a good game from him. Uh, he had like you said he had a good final six minutes and a good opening drive. Everything in the middle was was pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, but when you project forward, 
uh, I'm kind of going off past history here and looking at the way this team has played uh, in past seasons toward the end of the year. And even last year when Wentz had his struggles in the middle of the year, the way he played in December, do you at least think there's some kind of merit to the fact that once they get healthy, all of a sudden this could be a much more dynamic offense and should help the whole team in general here? I mean, it's certainly going to be better. I think that the healthiest team is going to win the division. Um, it doesn't look like that's going to be Dallas right now. Although I'll make a prediction right now, I think the Cowboys are going to trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick within the week. That's he not, might, he that's, might even be here by, by Sunday night. You know what, Mike? That's not a bad idea. If I, if I was Dallas, I'd actually do that. I mean, he's used to playing with crap around him and chaos, chaotic environment. And Miami has sucked for, for years. So um, he's never really played on a great team. You know, he played on Tampa. They, they didn't really have, you know, have. They had a good offensive players, which he would have now, but they didn't really have a great offensive line when he was there, and their defense kind of sucked. Um, I could see them doing that now that they're down. There. I mean, they have to do something. A quarterback, they're, they're, they're missing their top two quarterbacks. Right. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. So, I mean, we'll see who's the, the, the healthiest team at the end of the year. I, I generally agree that it looks like Dallas kind of quit, barring some miracle turnaround for them. I do think it'll be between the Eagles and Washington. And, of course, when the Eagles get healthy, they're going to be better. But my thing is, like, what, what is the ceiling of this team? Like, I, I saw – it's not technically a stat. I mean, you could do this in five seconds. But the first-place team in the NFC East is a game and a half behind the last-place team in the NFC West. Like, that's, like, is it an accomplishment to win this division? Like, I know some people use the cliche, it's always an accomplishment to win your division. But, like, really? Like, if you really analyze it, is it really – you know, in any other division, the Eagles would not be a playoff team right now. And, you know, like, say the Eagles do win the division, and then they make the playoffs, and then they play a team like, I don't know, they probably play Chicago, or I'm trying to go through the divisions right now. They, they might even play a team like Arizona, or maybe the Niners again. Tampa? New Orleans? Or Tampa. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I just don't see the, what the Eagles have to beat any of these teams. Um, even in the, I mean, remember, in their first week of the season, when, granted, they weren't super healthy then either, but they were way healthier than they were now, they blew a 17-point lead to a horrible Washington team. Like, there's nothing the Eagles have shown at any capacity this year uh, that the Eagles can beat a top-caliber team. And if they make the playoffs and they go one and done, like, what was this year really all about? What did they accomplish? What did we learn about them? What, what does it say for the future? Like, I want the Eagles... I want them. I want to. When this season's over, I want to feel like they're going somewhere. I want to feel like there's a plan and we're headed somewhere. I do not want to feel over the next calendar year that they're wandering aimlessly in the void. And I don't know where this team's headed. Like, wh- where are they going? What are they doing? You know what I'm trying to get at? No, I agree with everything you've said, Mike. I think where we differ is. I don't think we can have a clear picture seven games in, as bad as it's been at times, what they are. Like, uh, as, as, as ugly as it's been, as bad as Carson's played at points, as bad as the defense has played at points, it's still not even halfway through this season yet. And yeah. regardless of what the record is, like, I don't think getting into the playoffs kind of equals wandering aimlessly. Like, I think we see what happens in the next nine games. At least if you get in the postseason, you give yourself a chance. Like, I honestly don't really care that they're uh, that they'd be in the last in last place in the NFC West right now. I don't think that really matters. I think it's just um, unfortunately for teams in that division, they're in a good division. Fortunately for the Eagles, they're in 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 a bad division. What's going to matter is who's playing the best come December, and the Eagles have shown a track record that. That's usually the time they're playing their best football. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, like, uh, obviously they finished the season with 
um, you know, two weaker, two NFC East opponents again. As long as they finish with the NFC East opponents, they right. got a chance. Um, I actually do think Reger will play well when he comes back. Uh, look, he, he might not be Justin Jefferson, and, and we might, uh, you know, rue the day they made that pick for years, but um, I think people that are like, oh, Reger was a terrible pick, I don't know if you can necessarily say that either. I think he has potential. I mean, he's athletic, he's fast. Um, he'll certainly bring an element to the table. What I don't want them to do is, look, if the Eagles can add like an offensive lineman for a six-round pick just to keep Carson Wentz upright, I'm fine with that. But if they give up anything like a fourth-round pick or more, they're out of their damn minds. Like, you cannot sacrifice top-level draft picks on a crap team in a weird season where, you I mean, you might not even get healthy. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Like, we, we, all, we all assume that Goddard's going to come back. I mean, you know, we've seen players on this team before have complications with injuries. I mean, Lane Johnson was supposed to be okay. He's been battling that ankle injury all year. So, like, do you agree with that? Like, I would set – like a line that I wouldn't go cross, that I wouldn't go past in terms of giving up uh, draft capital for, for to add players. Um, I don't want Howie to get all excited and go, oh, I'm going to give up a second round pick for a wide rec- for a 30 year old wide receiver. Like he would be so insane to do something like that. Well, I think it would depend on the position and depend on the player. I don't think, honestly, I don't think receivers really a need for this team. Um, once you get Rager back, and I, I'd rather, like, I'm fine. Going the rest of the year with Fulgham, Rager, Ward, Hightower. I mean, if you think you can upgrade slot receiver, fine. But I'm fine with seeing what you got from those guys. I think it's dependent. Like, if you can get a guy who's a difference-making linebacker, and also if you can get a guy who you are keeping for the future, too. Like, I'm not trading a second-round pick for a guy that's a rental, like a la the Golden Tate move, where you're just keeping a guy for the second half of the season. But if you can get a player like um, that you think you can – either re-signers under contract that can help you long-term, I would consider giving up, you know, a third-round pick for a player like that on probably the defensive side, like a linebacker or something of that. It, of that well, it would, have, you know, it would have to be somebody who's young and you'd have for the foreseeable future. Right. But I'm not giving up any for, like, an aging veteran who'll be a, a free agent in a year or two that's, you know, older. Like, I would, I would, they would be crazy to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I do think the Eagles could win the division. I'm not going to go as far as you. Like, I, I don't think it's – it's, I don't even think it's anywhere close to a lock. I mean, remember, they just lost to the Giants recently. Um, we'll see how they play against Dallas. If they lose against Dallas, then that, like, that will completely oh, yeah. flip the script on everything. Uh, no, if they the, lose to Dallas, Mike, I'll look like an idiot next week, and I'm prepared to take that. Well, by, by the way, uh, I asked Mike this, and I'll ask you, because I couldn't. Can you think of a team off the top of your head that was playing as bad as Dallas is right now that turned it around midseason? No. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can't. They're 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 terrible. They're I mean, they so are. Bad. They really are bad. And to their credit, they are. And they're, they're as, as injured as the Eagles are. I mean, at least at least we have our starting quarterback. They don't. Uh, but what I don't understand, what Dallas did, their defense was actually pretty solid the last few years. Why did they get rid of Rob Marinelli and, and Chris Richard? I don't know, Mike. And uh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, Thanks for the call. Right. Take it easy. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what Dallas is doing. Probably, I mean, Mike McCarthy probably wanted his own guys, the answer. Um, but that team's terrible. And the McCarthy thing was a, a big mistake. Um, and I I don't think Mike McCarthy's getting a second year. I don't. I think this is going to be a one-and-done situation. Uh, there's probably no advantage to firing him midseason, but uh, this has been a disaster. And I can't imagine Jerry Jones um, – is the least bit happy with, with what he's seen so far. Uh, let's get to Ruben in North Philly real quick. Ruben has a interpretation of Walt's call. What's up, Ruben? 
Yo, Ruben, you there? We'll put Ruben back on hold and try to talk to him after the break here. 215-592-9494. Ruben, John, see you guys there. Um, we'll get to you next segment. And also, uh, I do want to talk about what's concerned me lately um, regarding Doug Peterson. Uh, so we'll get to that as well. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham. Uh, obviously talking a lot about the Eagles tonight on a day where they didn't play, but a day where I think it became pretty clear that barring some kind of catastrophe, the Eagles are going to go to the playoffs. Like, I, I just don't see a way that they don't win this division anymore. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys are terrible. The Giants, granted, they played a close game here the other night. They're really bad. The Washington football team um, is probably the toughest competitor to the Eagles in this division, but I'm sorry. I just don't believe that they're going to beat the Eagles out for this for this playoff spot. And it, it, it's changed a lot about the way I look at this season here. And, um, you know, when you look at the track record of this team, you look at the history of this team, they usually play their best toward the end of the season. I see no reason why that shouldn't be the case this year. Yeah, they have a lot they need to get straightened out. Defense needs to get better. The quarterback needs to be more consistent. Um, and they need to get healthy. And that that's really the key. And, you know, part of this, I guess, is a really dangerous thing that I'm doing because I'm, in some ways, putting my faith in the Eagles' medical staff and their training staff to get these players back on the field and keep them on the field. Um, but assuming that happens with guys like Rager, guys like Goddard, Sanders, Zach Ertz, this is going to be an offense that should theoretically be able to put up a decent amount of points. And if the defense can improve as they have uh, toward the end of the season the last couple of years, um, you know, I don't see a reason why this team uh, can't at least be kind of scary going into the postseason. And um, I think it's pretty clear that they will end up there uh, with especially what's going on with the Cowboys the last couple weeks, the team that looked like their chief, chief competition. So obviously we've been talking about that most of the night. Week 7 recap coming up at 4. Um, but in a couple minutes here, I do want to get to what has concerned me um, with Doug Peterson uh, because – Doug did not have a good night Thursday night. And it kind of is a, a lingering issue that has cropped up at times and over the last couple of years. So I want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, my issues with Doug Peterson uh, coming up. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Ruben in North Philly. What's up, Ruben? Hey, bud. How you doing? Not bad, man. So you had a, an interpretation of our caller, Walt, from last week? Yeah, I was. I was. He was just trying to say. I guess he was afraid. He said he probably thought, you know, people out to hurt him because he said he don't know. Probably political. I don't know what's the reason. But he was just a, a figure of speech. He's just speaking. You're right. You know, we have the free to free right to speak whatever we want. Um, I think he was trying to say that, like the doctors are, you know, obligated if you know the owner or you know somebody on the higher ups tell them. Well, we need that player on the field because it's good, you know, business-wise or, you know, make it a good game. or So shoot him up with some steroids and put him out there, see if he can handle it. If he can play on that busted knee or busted ankle, 
That's what I think he was trying to tell you. So that's he what, was afraid so, to say. It. So you think it was it was uh, something like, of that nature? Yeah, he said. That's okay. why he said they're they're they're. Uh, what he said? What was the word? He said, I'm, Got on the tip of my tongue. Um, well, he's very worried about whatever he was saying, Ruben. He's yeah, worried yeah. about about what yeah. was going to happen. That's, like he felt like he was threatened. You you didn't hear it. I heard in his voice. That's why he said, "I'm not going to speak on it." Like <laughs> you know, you're talking about a Nazi situation, <laughs> espionage on the NFL. <laughs> you know, but some people are concerned. That's the way people live. That's what makes us all different. Yeah. You know. Well, I but got you. I'm going to be calling your show. You're going to be right. NFL because now you got. Excuse the language, excuse the French. But uh, I'm going to be calling your show because I love football and I'm a dead, diehard Eagles fan. They can lose every game and they're still champions to me. Well, that's you know, good. That... 54 years and I'm still going strong. Well, that's, that... I can die in peace. All my all my Philadelphia teams won a championship. Well, that's good, Ruben. I'm looking forward to talking to you about, uh, about football in the future. Uh, Ruben was an interesting caller, too, and he had an interesting take on, on Walt, I, I suppose. Yeah, you know, if he calls back, that'd be great. And I could sit back and listen to two football guys talk about football. You think I'm a football? I thought I. Well, he's calling you because you're a football guy. I thought I didn't meet your qualifications as a football guy, Mike. Uh, yeah. I mean, the fact that he's calling you to talk football, I think, validates you as a football guy. You know why I'm a football guy? Because I'm pumped up for Dallas week. I'll tell you what. You're a football guy because you don't care if the game's at one or at eight. Right. That's right. I don't care about the night game. Man, another night game this week. It is just, it is a rough 10-day stretch in the Delaware Valley. It, it really is. Three night games in the first eight weeks? It, what are they doing to us? What is this league doing to the people of Philadelphia? How dare they schedule so many night games? People need their sleep, Mike. Need their well, sleep. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's irresponsible. It's wrong. It's wrong of the NFL to schedule so many, so many night games for the Eagles so far this year. Uh, 215-592-9494. We'll, we'll start all the Dallas Week festivities uh, tomorrow. Me and Mike have a lot planned for Dallas Week this week, so uh, we'll get all that going um, in earnest tomorrow. It, uh, over the weekend, I heard Big Daddy calling with his list of his five most hated Cowboys, so it's already off and running. Okay. Well, the, well, Big, Big Daddy, I do, I, I, I'm going to need his list. I need Big Daddy's list of most hated Cowboys. I think I remember it off the top. Maybe of that's what we'll do tomorrow. Tomorrow, most hated Cowboys of all time. What do you think about that, Mike? That that would be a uh, a version WIP topic. <laughs> yes, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Let's go to John in Germantown. What's up, John? Hey, what's going on today, fellas? How's it going, man? Um, I called about two things. The first one, I'm I'm actually at peace with this team, man, because ever since Car- ever since Carson Wentz and Peterson got to Philly. Peterson has been playing with without like with one hand behind his back because he's been so injury, so many injuries on this team. And he actually won a Super Bowl, and that made him great because he did a lot with less. But now we just expect him to make just keep doing it every year, and it's, it's, it's impossible to keep asking it. Yeah, you know I mean, and Carson Wentz, I feel bad for him because he was having an MVP year, and he got injured. And then the backup guy won the won the Super Bowl, so we basically think Carson Wentz is just not the guy. So that you got to keep competing with the ghosts of that. Well, John, you, I don't you, think. You see what I'm saying? Well, I don't think that's necessarily true about Wentz. I, 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 I kind of look at Wentz, and I think it's the opposite. I think there are a lot of people who don't want to criticize him for anything, and you know, uh, objectively, this season. Carson Wentz has got to play better. Like, I'm confident that he will, which is part of the reason I'm, I'm confident this team is going to win this division and win it rather easily. Um, 
but Carson Wentz has got to play better. He he's turning the ball over way too much this season. He he is. But this is see this season is uncharacteristic for Wentz. Do we both agree on that? Yeah, it is. But that's what's concerning to me. So that, what that, I'm saying is that he don't have anything out there. But we expect him to be great, <laughs> even but, though he and the things that he's doing now, he is going to win the division because we expect that because we think right now we we have the best quarterback in the division, and Cowboys suck. Everybody else stuck around us, so we expect to win the division. But John, you, you I disagree. Yeah, but I disagree that he doesn't have anything out there. Like a lot of these guys uh, that that you, whether it be Boston Scott or Travis Fulgham or Greg Ward, they've shown the ability to make plays when Carson gets him the ball. But I think a lot how, of times right, wh- Carson's making bad decisions. Why can't we say that Carson Wentz is making these guys look good? Ain't that what the quarterback's supposed to do? Yeah, they're, so but, but it goes hand in hand. Just, it was a beast before he got here? No, but John, it goes, it goes hand in hand. Like You can't just put all of Travis Fulgham's success and say it's because of Carson Wentz. Travis yes, Fulgham's making these plays. because he was a nobody before he met Wentz. <laughs> That's, I can do that. Yeah, but I mean, well, well then why? Places, you know. Well, then why? Why can't Wentz do the same thing with JJ Arthur Whiteside? You know, you can't just give Wentz all the credit for somebody's good performance. Well, JJ Arthur Whiteside, he sucks. So that's <laughs> well, just, <laughs> just, I can't do nothing about that. Well, we agree on that. So, but I'm saying that Wentz is better than what we think he is. He having a bad year. He he. This is his first bad year, in my opinion, because I don't count coming off a major injury last year as a bad year. I think he's having a bad year this year. And, and if he won the division having a bad year, then that's good. So he has nothing, nothing but upside after this. I got, he get his healthy guys back. No, I got you, John. And I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. I, I think it's too early to say, you know, obviously if he's going to have a bad year. We're, we're ha- about halfway through. Carson Wentz can still salvage this season. But it is one of my bigger concerns with this team. Like, as I've said, I think they're going to win the division now, and I think they're going to win it rather easily. And part of the reason is because they have the best quarterback, by far. Um, I'll take Carson Wentz over any quarterback in this division, and, and as long as he's on the field, the Eagles are going to have a chance. But Carson Wentz has to play better. Like, he he is... He has put the Eagles in some of these situations. Like, we talked about it a lot. When, I talked about it when I was on yesterday, where... It's great that Carson has this ability to put the team on his back in the fourth quarter. It's an extremely valuable asset to have that not every quarterback has. We ripped Donovan McNabb for years for his lack of fourth quarter comebacks, his lack of an ability to turn it on when things aren't going well. The fact that Carson can do that is great. But he is part of the reason why the team is in these kind of situations. He is part of the reason why this team is down in the fourth quarter, why they do need to mount these comebacks with the reckless play, with the turnovers, with the throwing across his body, the decision-making. That stuff needs to be cleaned up, and I'm kind of putting my faith in the fact that it will be. Um, But I think we're fooling ourselves if we just point to all of Carson's issues and say, oh, he's out there playing with third stringers. We did that last year. And... Last year, I think it was more true than it has been now. Like, last year, I think you look at it and you see there were a lot of drops. There were a lot of chemistry issues. This season, you do have receivers who, when the ball is is being put in their hands, for the most part, they're making plays. Like, yeah, you've had a couple issues with Hightower with drops, 
But in general, these players have shown that they have the ability to make plays when Carson get them the ball. Um, Carson hasn't played as well as he needs to this year, and I'm kind of putting a lot of faith in the fact that he will improve in the second half. I believe he will, um, but he needs to do it. He needs to start this week, and the Eagles need to need to crush Dallas. This is a Dallas team that, that stinks, and this is a game that the Eagles should win, and, and they should win handily regardless who's a quarterback. 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Kevin and Trenton, I see you there. You'll be first right after the break. I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP, I'm Tom Kelly, in for Big Daddy Graham. Thinking about Mike and South Philly's theory, and I don't think it's a bad theory, uh, about the Cowboys maybe looking at the quarterback market this week and calling the Dolphins about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mike, what do you think about that idea? I, I If the Cowboys have any hope for their season, they kind of got to do something, right? I mean, it's pretty clear Andy Dalton is is not going to take them anywhere. I don't know if Fitz will either, but better chance with him. Yeah, it's a good move. Um, yeah. I don't know. You call it a theory. I don't know if it's a theory. It just sounds like just a straightforward prediction. Well, okay. Theory, (laughs) prediction, whatever. Um, I I feel like they're kind of similar meanings. Maybe not in the the dictionary, but... No, theory is more of like, this is happening because of this. It's like just saying like, oh, I think the Cowboys make sense to trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick. That to me is not really a theory. Yeah, but okay. Why, when I ask you a question... Instead of just, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean. I I, I answered the question. I said it made sense. Right. But instead of just answering the question that you know what I'm asking you and what I mean by the question, you have to pick out one word that I say and make it into a way to to start an argument. I was taken aback by it. Taken aback? Why do you got to be so difficult, Mike? I mean, you you can't just answer the question and move on. You got to. I answered the question. You're making this a thing of it. Okay. I've already. It made sense. It makes sense. For the fourth time, it makes sense for them to trade for him. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I just thought it was a it was a good uh, prediction. I almost said theory. I agree. I, I agree it's a good that. prediction. Yeah. Um, because Ryan Fitzpatrick now out of a job in my hand. By the way, Ryan Fitzpatrick, shut up. Uh, uh, he got screwed. Oh, my God. The, the crybaby routine of Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. Get out of here. Uh, oh, I was so heartbroken. I thought this was my team. And... Uh, I'm so I'm so upset. I got benched for the kid that they drafted fifth overall. I, what did you think was going to happen? Of course, he got benched. He got benched after winning three of four. You're what, Ryan Fitzpatrick? He I, blew it, out the 49ers. Who cares? He knew this was going to happen. He said he knew it was going to happen. He probably Look. thought if he, like he knew if you know if, if he wasn't meeting expectations, oh. it would happen. Oh, give me a break. It, it, I just heard that. I get you want to play, but Ryan Fitzpatrick knew the deal. He's making, what, $10 million now to stand on the sidelines, be to his backup? It doesn't sound like a bad gig to me. So I'm not shedding any tears for Ryan Fitzpatrick or his beard. It's obviously not about the money for him. Well, it should it should be. It should be about, it should be about I don't know. the money. Yeah. Now, now it is, but uh, stop crying. He knew what the deal was. He didn't think he was. There's no way Ryan Fitzpatrick thought he was going to even be the starter this long in Miami. Well, he didn't. He probably didn't think that after winning three out of four games, he'd be benched. Why? Why not? Like because they, they were overachieving. But they obviously weren't going to end up accomplishing 
what they could accomplish with Ryan Fitzpatrick as you know, their ceiling is with Tua. Their ceiling is not with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I disagree with that. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick's a better quarterback right now. That's a bad take. Well, well, I guess we'll see coming up in the next few weeks. I I think Miami looks at it and they say, hey, it's a winnable division. If we're going to reach our peak, we got to put in the guy who gives us the best chance to reach our peak. That's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know Ryan Fitzpatrick's yeah. play isn't sustainable. You know it'll fall apart at some point. Well, we'll put your theory to the test. I'm tired of this crybaby Fitzpatrick. I hope he does go to Dallas. Actually, I don't, I hope he does. I, I don't hope he goes to Dallas because Fitzpatrick seems to get the Eagles a decent amount. I saw that firsthand last year down in Miami where I should still be, yeah, you, according to what I said last year. And uh, you, you teased us for like an extra day. I did. I did because I was stuck down there with my flight. I couldn't get back for my Monday night show. Um, but I, I just I, I thought that was pathetic, that crybaby routine by Fitzpatrick. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Let's go to Kevin and Trenton. What's up, Kevin? Yo, man, that, that call you played from a guy named Walter. Walt. Yeah, we, we Walt called us last week, and he was very, I don't know, he's, he had a, a weird kind of um, concerns about his safety, uh, referring to some article that was written in the Inquirer from two years ago. Well, are you afraid of the WIP uh, police department or the, uh, you, you know what I mean? Or the, the, uh, he sounds like a guy from the old Soviet Union with Joseph Stalin was standing there looking at him and uh, be careful what you say, buddy. Well, Kevin, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know what Walt was so afraid of, and that's what I was trying to get to the bottom of. I've been thinking about it, and um, I I still don't understand what he was getting at. He, he was implying that there were some kind of sinister motives with the Eagles training staff, and um, well, it's yeah, been bothering yeah, he, he, yeah, he's from the old school, man. That's, that, that's, what, that's what's up with that, man. You know what I mean? But uh, another thing I want to say about Mike McCarthy, man, uh, to the Cowboys, right? Yes, uh, Cowboys. I thought coach. he was going to be a drill sergeant, man. I thought this, if anybody was going to get these guys, uh, in, you know, uh, uh, glued together. In other words, uh, put their team together. I thought it was going to be him, but it seems that they're going in the opposite direction. And I, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I'm an Eagle fan, but I, I'm glad this happened in this place. But man, I, I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I, 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 I it's, like, it's like these guys are like. Uh, can't believe, can't believe what? That Mike McCarthy's a bad coach? I, I thought Mike McCarthy was a bad coach before this. This doesn't surprise me. You thought he was a bad coach before this? Yeah, I thought he was a guy who was very fortunate in Green Bay to have coached Aaron Rodgers. And I, I think he squandered a lot of Aaron Rodgers' career. The fact that you only ended up with one championship and appearing in one Super Bowl with one of the best quarterbacks of all time, I think they massively underachieved in Green Bay. He won, well, they did win that Super Bowl, right? Yeah, in 2010, but they they should have gotten to many more in a wide open NFC. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that almost sounds like Doug, man. You know, uh, Doug won the Super Bowl. You know, in a wide open, uh, would you uh, put it in that category of wide open? Uh, I mean, wide open Doug division. I want another one. Yeah, I I got you, Kevin. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. I I just think that Green Bay team should have accomplished more. Um, I think that's pretty fair to say. Uh, that that Especially that 2014 NFC Championship game where they just blew that game in Seattle. That was um, a, a terrible moment. In 2011, when they were the best team in football, and they let Eli come to Lambeau and beat them that year, that was bad. I, just, I never thought Mike McCarthy was a very good coach. 
And I didn't understand why why people thought that was such a great hire for the Dallas Cowboys. I think they lost at Lambeau two different times at Kaepernick. Just because they, yeah. they couldn't stop him running. Right. And in 2012, in like the divisional round, they did. Um, and then, yeah, 2013, they lost in the wild card. In overtime, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, but the one, th- those are the two bad ones. The one where they lost to Eli was just terrible. They were, because Green Bay was great they lost that them year. twice. Yeah. They, I think Green Bay was 15 and one that year. That was their best yeah. team. Um, and I think Rodgers won the MVP. He did. That was his first of two. Yeah. But. To have Aaron Rodgers for that long and to not do more winning, uh, I think is pretty is not a ringing endorsement, and I don't understand why um, the Cowboys decided to go the Mike McCarthy route. I never thought he was a very good coach, and it, it really wasn't much of a search. They they interviewed him, and they interviewed Marvin Lewis, and then uh, Mike McCarthy hit it off so well with Jerry Jones. That was just that was the end of the search, right? And I love. I love that part of the reason why Jerry hired him was because uh, Mike McCarthy had um, demonstrated his newfound commitment to analytics. Yeah, he studied analytics in his cabin in Green Bay all year. Yeah, and did you do you remember what Mike McCarthy said after the interview? That he had told Jerry Jones in the interview he watched every play of the Cowboys last season, and then um, after he got the job, he told somebody in the media that wasn't true. He was just lying to get the job. <laughs> I, I, I missed that. No, yeah, that that did actually happen. That's not a made up fact by me. Um, so, <laughs> like your made up people, right? Exactly. So that's how Mike McCarthy got Cowboys job. We'll have a in, in the four o'clock hour. We have a, a fun um, sound clip uh, from an NFL Network reporter as um, Mike McCarthy had demonstrated his newfound commitment to analytics before the Washington game, the, and this one was. He must have done a really deep dive. He's playing chess. Yeah, he is playing chess while well, all of us are playing checkers. Uh, so we'll we'll get to that. Coming up next, though, it is the Week 7 NFL Recap with special guest Mike Angelina. I'm unprepared. I, I'm not ready. This morning. And usually Kyle Quinn, but Mike in uh, this morning. So Mike and I will do the uh, Week 7 Recap coming up next. 215-592-9494. If you want to get in, open lines right now. I'm Tom Kelly in for Big Daddy Graham, Sports Radio 94 WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.